Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the Quick Serve Podcast brought to you by Toys and Ford here in Chippewa Falls, uh, your weekly podcast service, if you will, touching on a bunch of topics, usually cars, maybe sometimes venturing out into the community a little bit as well. As always, Craig from Toys and Ford is with us. Craig, how's it going? I'm doing great today, Scott. How have you been? Uh, not too bad. At the time of this recording, we're in the 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 middle of winter but spring is around the corner and always brings optimism and there's always car topics to, to uh, pit, talk about pitchers and catchers are reporting here shortly so we'll, we'll, we'll have baseball to talk about here shortly too so. yeah. <laughs> absolutely now of course hanging over everything and it's going to be hanging over things for still a little while longer is COVID everybody knows about that it's impacted a number of areas of life and that includes the car business. I know you want to touch on that yeah. here today and uh, touch on things people may have noticed with COVID impacting the car industry and, and, and things people should know about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, obviously, everybody is sick to death of talking about COVID. And that's That's been the world we've lived in for the last year at this point. But uh, I think it's important to touch on some things that, that have changed in, in our business as time has gone on, as, as COVID has taken hold and, and run its course and and maybe we've we've got a little light at the end of the tunnel here as, as we get better weather and, and vaccinations get up but the question becomes what's changed for the car business during covid and, and the answer is a lot and i don't think it, it's going to take uh, much paying attention to see if you drive around vehicle lots uh both new and used that a couple things have changed that stocks are down uh that, that there's less vehicles out there and the prices that you're seeing are up and uh like cash for clunkers was, if you remember that phrase from uh, <laughs> the early Obama administration back 10, 12 years ago, that uh, COVID's changed the car business for, forever. So we're going to see some serious changes in the way we do business and in, in what you're going to see out there at car dealership lots. Of these things, you, you mentioned the, the less inventory right now and, and supply and demand and what have you. How does that impact people? What should they think about? Should they be saying, well, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. It's going to get better here in the next little while. Or are some of these things a little bit more long term? Yeah, it, it's, 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 that's a good question. And I, I, it's one we, we probably don't have an exact answer to. But I think we're going to find it, this is not going to be. And, and we saw this with Cash for Clunkers where all of a sudden the stock of $2,500 vehicles, $5,000 vehicles was gone because they got destroyed because they weren't fuel efficient. And that was the that was the purpose of that program, whether good or bad, whether you agree with it politically or not. That's what the purpose was. And we saw cheaper used cars go up in price and become more scarce during that stretch. I think we're going to see a similar thing here where I, I don't think it's going to be an immediate uh, remedy and an immediate thing to get back. And, and, and let me give you a little background to explain how I've come to that conclusion on my own. And some of it was when, when COVID really started to take hold last March, we as dealers kind of needed to make actual decisions on what we thought would be our plan for the year. Of, you know, and, and we wanted to mitigate our risk, and we thought it could be terrible. And, and I can say my May was is one of the worst months I've had, just as everything really kind of hit the fan at that stretch. So we made a decision to take less stock of new vehicles. And when you've got less to sell, it's harder to replace vehicles, and it, that, that makes it a challenge. And what added to that was the fact that a lot of the car production is done on a global scale. So you can think the United States went through their own issues during COVID, and, and we sure did. But, for example, I can tell you Mexican car production, where a lot of vehicles are produced these days and, and finalized in production, 
production dropped 93% May 2020 versus May 2019. That's a significant drop, and that's not going to be easily remedied in any kind of time order. So with less to sell, it's harder to replace vehicles. Uh, the other challenge became that dealers were a little slower to adjust pricing as a result of that. We'd kind of gotten used to this race to the cheapest new car possible, cheapest sell car we can sell to get people in the door, because new cars are always replaceable. We can always get new cars, but let's get that used car. That's a unique used car. We didn't adjust our pricing very well, uh, and as a result, we sold out a lot of inventory. And if you drove around vehicle lots, uh, ATV lots, camper lots, and all those things last summer, you saw nothing in stock. Everything's gone. Boats, gone too. But we had no history to work off with that. Uh, the challenge became that sales didn't drop off. It was a drop of 15% over the course of year 2020 versus 2019. Sounds like a lot, but all things considered, it was a much better year than we thought it was going to be. And production didn't keep up as uh, we had shutdowns in factories and suppliers. And uh, unfortunately, that challenge has continued now into the new year where we're ready to go. We're working. We think we've got all these safety places and uh, pieces in place, but we're not seeing uh, that same kind of luck from suppliers. And I can give an example of the F-150 is uh, shut down for production right now. I can't remember if it's in Dearborn or Kansas City where they make the final F-150s, but there's a chip shortage, and we're, we can't make F-150s right now. The Escape went through the same thing last year uh, that they shut down production for a week and a half, and those things are challenges we can't just make up. So you're going to see lighter inventories for the first part of 2021, and it probably is going to continue in. It's going to take a long time to rebuild that stock up well into 2021 and, and maybe even 2022, frankly. So kind of playing off of that, uh, and this has got a bit of a bleed to it as well with the question, is how does this impact the, the overall car buying, the truck buying experience for somebody? And a number of people, you know, we, we, we see it all on TV. I know you're a big sports guy like I am. The mm -hmm. big thing you're seeing now, all these sit at home and, and buy your car online. And that's not going anywhere. That's going to become more and more of a common thing for people, especially yeah. for another generation. So how are some of the changes that have taken place in buying your new vehicle, buying a used vehicle, how, have those, how are those going to maybe continue and influence yeah. going into the future? Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see any of that go away. It's going to be more and more mm -hmm. prevalent, just like you buy anything these days. It's so much easier to sit at home and, and shop, and, and we welcome that. I think transparency in our business is a good thing, and you've got the ability right now. You can shop 30 different car dealerships without leaving your house, and that's, that's a good thing. You can, you can make the choices, narrow it down, and we see it as people come in the door here we don't have to start at square one with them. You know, they, 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 everybody kind of has a good idea of what they want at this point. They've done some research, know what's going to work for them, know what's not going to work for them. We obviously will welcome that conversation if you want to have that conversation. But uh, people are coming in more educated when they do come in or when they first contact us via email, via phone call, via whatever, text message. Uh, and we work through that process with them. And we, we had been limited by this process, uh, by state law process, early in the pandemic where we still need what's called a wet signature on contracts. We need to actually have wet, you know, someone actually sign with mm. a pen. A lot of that's gone away now that they've realized that we need to be more flexible with the way we get uh, documents signed. We have e-contracting, so you can actually sign online for like Ford Motor Credit and a couple other of our banks. So it's given people flexibility. And uh, more and more of that process, whether it be the credit application, uh, the buying process, a lot of that can be done online. And uh, we could, you know, with, with people with cell phones and cameras and all that stuff, we can get a pretty good idea of what people are looking to trade for a vehicle and put a pretty good number on that vehicle if they give a good walk around to the vehicle like mm -hmm. we would if they were here. So, And outside of the fact that it's going to take time for 
supply to, to catch up again and, and factories get back online and parts and all of that. It might take a while for that to get back to a normal level again. Beyond that, like any industry, what sort of what, what are some of the changes that you've been sort of forced into that you, that you kind of like, that everybody sits back in the industry and goes, you know what, you know, we, we probably wouldn't have done this if we weren't forced into it. Yeah. But, boy, we kind of like it. We, maybe we're not going to go completely back to the way we were doing things before in, in this realm. I know other industries have said the, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, there, I think a lot of people, the reason a lot of people get into the car business is because they like working with people one-on-one, -on -one, uh, seeing people. It's always fun that we have different people coming here every single day. But it, it really has made it a, a quicker process to, to have a lot of that stuff done ahead of time before people get in the door. So we, we have a lot of people that come in here. The first time they're literally seeing their vehicle that they're buying is the moment they're picking it up. That's kind of fun, and, and to really see the excitement because it's a whole new experience at that exact moment where they're seeing the car for the first time. I've I really enjoyed that. I, I think it's made us uh, more aware of the timeliness of how we get things done. I think that's a good thing overall in the business. And uh, It's not like a broken record, but anytime we have transparency in this business, which you know doesn't have a great reputation, and I would say in a lot of the metro areas it's very well earned. I, I think around here people are very lucky that we have some great ownership groups in the car business uh, in, in the Chippewa Valley. But uh, it's, it's an expensive thing to buy. Other than buying a home, it's the most expensive thing you're going to buy. And people, uh, no matter how calm and how great you make that process, some people are not going to enjoy that process. And we, we have to understand it and, and work, work with that as best we can. Well, Craig, thank you very much. Thank you. Another installment of the Quick Serve podcast in the books. Another installment coming up next week.